you'd be hard all night long. Hard. Oh, okay. There's a pill for that, girl. Hook me up. Um, so, yeah, me and this little boy, Henry, over here. Well, he's not a little. He's a younger man. Uh, and he's older than he looks, by the way. He's holding together really well. But anyhow, uh, we're it, we have like an open relationship. You know what I'm talking about? Especially if you're a tall bearded guy from San Jose that came up to do this mic, if he's still around. <laughs> we have an open relationship, like mildly open. And so when you have an open relationship, you know, we still get on Grinder and Scruff and those apps and whatnot, you know, like we do it. And so, but you know, Grinder and like, I don't know if like what the straight equivalent Tinder, I guess, I don't know where you're swiping right, swiping left, but it's kind of like the roll of toilet paper, like those first couple sheets or the last couple sheets on the roll. Like you don't want to use it for any, like you don't want to use these apps for anything important, like, you know, drying your tears or shoving up your butt, but you can blow a load on it. That's that w it works for that. It'll clean up your like mess. All right. Uh, thank you so much for having us, Pam. Uh, Let's hear it for the next fantastic comedian in the lineup. Scruff Puff McGruff. That was just Will Brown, everybody. Keep your hands clapping in a crazy, slappy-like fashion. If you're the last comedian of the night, put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. Yay! Hey, thank you guys. How are you? Good? Hey, just make some noise if you're not a comic. <laughs> cool. So that's kind of what I figured. This is pretty much, yeah. At this point in the night, it's an open mic. Um, my name is Jack Ferguson. Not that I'm not grateful for the time, Pam. I'm very grateful. Um, my name is Jack Ferguson. I started reading during the pandemic. Got so bored, I started reading again. I uh, really got to that point. I read Harry Potter, all seven books, all the way through. Has anybody else read the books, or am I the only scholar here? <laughs> you? You, sir, as well? Okay. Hagrid has read all of the books. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, you guys? Okay. You're, are you gay? Yeah, okay. So that's for sure. I feel like gay guys are smarter than straight guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit more... You guys have more time to, like... I'm not going to go into that, but the <laughs> it's, I'll leave it as a compliment. Um, I sometimes wish I was gay, to be honest. It feels like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of oppression that you guys go through, but other than that, it feels easier. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like, it feels like if you're gay, it feels like every, the people you're going after are on the same page as you. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows what everybody wants, and you go, like, at least, and you guys are all nodding your heads, which makes, just sort of makes me feel like I'm right. You know what I mean? And every time, like, every time I talk to a gay guy, it's always the most pleasant experience for me because I just feel like, I don't know, I think I compare it to talking to women, which is usually not a pleasant experience for me. Um, but I don't know. Enough of that. Uh, I started reading again. It's crazy, right? <laughs> I didn't even know I still could read. Um... I read a Harry Potter, and I had to accept the fact that uh, that I'm a Hufflepuff. You know? Fuck, there's no way I'm going to be able to balance that. Um, I'm a Hufflepuff. I just am. You know? I thought growing up that I was a Gryffindor. I thought I was brave. I'm 24. I'm an aspiring stand-up comic. I'm a Hufflepuff, you know? <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. I think a Hufflepuff is the house that parties. 
you know? Like, if you, like, think about it. If you want to go to, like, a good school and, like, study, you go to, like, Stanford. That's Ravenclaw, right? If you want to party in college, you go to Chico State. That's Hufflepuff, baby, <laughs> you know? The Hufflepuffs are the ones that parties, you know? How do I know that? Because they were never a part of the plot, right? <laughs> like, when you read, if you read Harry Potter, you know that there were never any Hufflepuffs around. Why? Because they were passed out in their rooms from doing too much ketamine the night before. Or uh, not even ketamine, probably wizard drugs, you know? Like, we followed a Harry Potter through seven books, and the only drug that they mentioned was butterbeer, which didn't even sound alcoholic. There's no way that wizards have worse drugs than regular people, you know? Harry was a pussy, you know? That's the thing about Gryffindors. They all wanted to become, like, prefects or whatever. And this is also a joke that you only will be able to understand. This is a four-minute joke you'll only be able to understand if you've read Harry Potter. So anyone who hasn't, which I think was most of the crowd, uh, sorry. <laughs> they all, all the Gryffindor people wanted to be prefects, which is just a hall monitor. That is all it is. They wanted to be hall monitors. They were just, they were... They were, you know, goody two-shoes. They gave Harry Potter and Ron Weasley a polyjuice potion, which is a potion that could change you into any form you want. Can change you into anything you want. You can look like anything you want. They used it to stop Malfoy from committing a crime, and then they never used it again. <laughs> if you gave two 15-year-old boys a potion that can turn you into anything you want. Two 15-year-old, do you guys remember what it was like to be a 15-year-old boy? Your imagination immediately goes where I, what, to what I'm thinking about right now. If you gave two Hufflepuffs a polyjuice potion and left him alone for 15 minutes, you would come back to Danny DeVito fucking Scarlett Johansson. And I said it on purpose. <laughs> I think I rest my case, you know what I mean? I feel like that's all, like, I just, I'm tired of everyone being like, oh, Harry was cool just because he, he didn't even really do anything, you know? He didn't even, he was the savior. He was the savior of, he was the savior of the entire world, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, and he married his best friend's little sister. Who, it wasn't even that hot, let's all just admit it, like, the problem with that is they had to pick the actor before they knew how hot she was going to be. And it didn't turn out well for the producers of that movie, you know? I would have liked it if they just switched it out. Because all she really had to be was a redhead, you know? All right, I'm losing you. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Jack Ferguson. Uh, I'm a Hufflepuff. Good night. Say you like to wear pants. Yay, the night is dark and full of terrors. It should have been the hot lady from, they should have taken the redhead from the hot Game of Thrones and stuck her into Harry Potter and everything would have been fine. Your last comedian of the night, he's out there, right? Put your hands together for Ernest Evangelista. Yay! We feel good down there, down there where you smell like night. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. How's your quarantine? Did you guys find any hobbies? Anybody? Reading? That's a good hobby. 
my hobby uh, I liked uh, I started under quarantine is I've been writing a lot of gay fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. Gay fan fiction. And also, I'm what you call a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. So I decided to combine the two. How, you may ask? Imagine if all 19 hijackers were gay. How romantic of a scenario that would be in the cockpit. Really steamy. Steamy. He's like, oh my god, I'm Muslim. I, I believe in Allah, but I want you to shove your twin tower penis into my pet bloody pentagon. Okay. It's really hot. You should catch it on Amazon. You should grab it. Jerk off to it. You know what day is it today? Yeah, you know what that's called? Uh, Demon Night or Hell Night. You guys ever did that? Like Devil's Night where you just do all the most fucked up shit that night? You guys never spent a summer in Detroit. Because you get to burn houses. Mainly because in Detroit... There's no one living in those houses. You watch 8 Mile. <laughs> yeah, uh... I, I was thinking about doing fucked up shit. Such as comedy. Um, yeah, guys. Honestly, can I be honest with you guys? I've been uh, kind of sad lately. Uh, mainly because my friend died. Earlier this month, he was found at a house party dead. And I blame white people house parties. Have you guys played this game called Beer Pong before? Yeah. Have you ever played Beer Pong when every beer in that game was roofied? Because yeah. <laughs> I have, and I lost. And I have no more bank account anymore. My butt hurts. Okay. Saturday was crazy, dog. But you know, no, my, uh, it was weird. Uh, I took uh, the girl that my homie was seeing home, and then she told me the only regret she had was that she didn't get to have a baby. Didn't get to have my homie Pace's baby. And she was thinking about going to the coroner's office. And stealing some sperm from my dad's, my homie's dead body. Doesn't that sound crazy? Okay, when I die, dude, don't take my sperm, Hunter. No more sperm. No more babies. No more cum. When I'm alive, okay. But when I'm dead, no more. And also, don't talk to my baby mama. Hunter, okay. If I'm dead, she would be the reason why. So you might die. Okay, everyone's dying. Okay, um, I should talk about some good news. Good news is, since uh, school has been on Zoom, we haven't had any school shootings. 
Yeah, clap for that. Clap for that. School shootings. Do you guys, have you guys heard about this? These kids get bullied so much, they end up shooting up the school. But has anyone ever tried bullying the kids while they're shooting up the school? Like when Billy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and yell, Hey, Billy, you still throw like a girl. <laughs> or like hide behind a classroom door and he shoots a hole through it. And you go, look, Billy, this is going all your mom sucks so dick through. And you look fat in that trench coat. And you're going to die a virgin. You're going to die a virgin. Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck, Billy shot me. Okay. Um... But wouldn't that be a weird Zoom school shooting if it was on Zoom? That would be so weird. I should stop giving you guys ideas. All right, you guys have a good night. Yay, here's Evangelista. Hooray. He was talking about Zoom. I learned a lot about myself on a Zoom call one night when I microdosed MDMA. <laughs> Don't talk to those people in Jersey. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you? Crazy people. Thank you all for being here tonight. Oh, yeah, this is a money jar that I always forget to pass around because I am a socialist, and I believe that money is just little pieces of paper that floats through our hands, and it's meaningless. But I know it has meaning, so please give us things and make me up. What is value? What is worth? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to quote poems to you right now, Peter. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, I have so many poems about value and worth. I have a whole thesis called Concerning Things That Can Be Doubted. <gasps> oh, my God. How did I sound so smart? Oh, I stole it from Descartes because Descartes wrote a book called Concerning Things That Can Be Doubted. But that's what I call And I stole all of his words. I did. I flarfed them. And I turned them into poems. And I sounded smart. And it was really good. I'm going to leave you guys one last thought. Like a really good. This is crazy. This whole Halloween time. It's so misogynistic. Like everything's so sexy. And then they're like trick or treat. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a sex worker. I'm not going to give it to you for free. It's not a treat. And I'm not a trick, bro. Like, I'm just a 46-year-old woman that, like, wants to show off that she can still fit into her 1991 cheerleading skirt. Like, that's it. I just want to shake my tushy. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Thanks for giving me money. Uh, go to Milk Bar or other places. Um, oh, if you want to know to go to places, a Milk Bar on Hate, they have a show at 6 and 8 o'clock, and they're really, really great. The other shows that happen that are outdoors are like our show at Asiento, half a block up on next Wednesday. We're already half sold out, so if you want to go, please, please reserve now because they have beautiful, wonderful tapas. I took my leftover shrimp ceviche and I made it into a sandwich today. And I, <laughs> I ate. I ate today. Thank you, Asiento. Delicious. Okay, bye. Yay. Bye. Bye.
her lips. Oh, it's we've missed it, but I saw um, it. Oh. he says he'll come back for her. Okay, well, let's, let's listen to the lips. I don't know how to ask you this. This is oh, a horrible uh, Brock Yates dialogue in which, uh, you know, Dom DeLuise gets close to uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. And I, I remember this scene. This is where this movie gets really close to, off, to go off the rails because he's like, oh, I have a split personality, you know. Well, that's uh, Captain Chaos. He... Captain Chaos. But see, like, it's introduced in the beginning of the film. We saw Captain Chaos, right? Right in the beginning, yes. But it's still, the ending is such a weird cop-out when he suddenly turns into fucking Captain Chaos. Like, maybe he truly is Chaos, you know? Well, uh, that's how... The joke of it, it's sort of like the movie part. In the beginning, we learn about Captain Chaos, we see him, and then in the end, it's Captain Chaos who helps them win the race. They zoom past all the other cars. Of course, they don't win the race, but you see what I'm saying. Spoiler, yeah. I bet you that Brock Yates thought he was super, super clever. Like, it's a great, you know, and then in the end, it's Captain Chaos! Who makes them win? But then they don't win. I don't know. I wish I could speak with... Uh, actually, if Brock Yates was here, I'd be very polite, and I would say, I enjoyed it. Mr. Yates, what a pleasure. And I'm so glad and honored that your movie is playing free on YouTube. What an effort to write this whole thing, and you created the race yourself. Boy, was I impressed. Blah, blah, blah. Tell us a story about how you needed a car that would please, please, so you got an ambulance, and that's actually you in there. I'd love to hear that story. Oh, you inspired two sequels. You had the biggest grossing, the sixth biggest grossing. El Paso. Yeah, and they pass it. They El Paso did. I think the joke here, and I never caught it, even though I'm watching this film, you know, repeatedly, is that they, they thought they were doing great, but they went the wrong way! Ding a ding a ding 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 ding, and they had the U turn. Oh, let's listen to some of the music so we can get some context. Oh, wrong time. I'm sorry. Okay, now this is actually a little bit funny, but not a lot funny. She's like, I got this one. Nice. Because they've been fooling every cop. Right. Oh, no! It's Valerie! <laughs> Valerie from Too Close for Comfort? That's right. No, it's Valerie Perrine. What's her? Yeah, Val- she was in Superman, remember? Miss oh, Tuckbucker! Yeah. She was in another film we did. All right. But she's not a lesbian? Oh, she was in Mr. Billions. That was it. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, she was not That's a me. lesbian. So there's a different girl right now in his car. Let's hear this music. Oh my god, really? 14 days, Carl? It's hard to believe that they shot this in one take. Uh, no, that was Burt Reynolds. Oh. And uh, other people, you know, it wasn't all shot in sequence. Hey, look, look, look. Okay, Aster Martin has smoke in it. This could be the scene in which it happened. Oh, it's fair. Yeah, That's unintentional. It was a collision with another car, so... Yeah, it's an Aust- Aston Martin. This could be it. Um, yeah, this this is probably it. it. This made a paraplegic 
24-year-old um, German-American stunt woman Heidi Von Belts, a former championship skier. This, this is the scene. This is a death scene right here. We're watching a snuff movie, Carl. Injured in the car crash during production of the film. Driven, driven by Jimmy Nickerson, weaving between oncoming vehicles. Smoke machine give the impression that the... Oh, here's your porno you were talking about. I like this, yeah. What's behind the green door? Green door. There's a grand piano and it's playing behind the green door. This is a San Francisco porn movie. She goes to, like, a... Uh, uh, this famous theater in the theater. Uh, these, these Krubby brothers run this uh, porn theater in San Francisco, and it was uh -huh. actually like a Emilio Estevez movie. Oh! Uh, with Charlie Sheen, they were the brothers. One killed the, the other one. And I just, I'm just killing Tanya, that I don't remember the name. Were they garbage collectors? No, that's Men at Work. This is based oh. on a true story. Well, that's, yeah, Men at Work was based on a true story, too. I think that back. Mitchell Brothers, that's the name. So the Mitchell brothers had a theater, and they shot the porn movie in there, and they are the, the heroes. They tell this guy, like, they're in the movie. They go into a diner, this guy's eating uh, at Scrabble Vegas, and like, you won't believe the sex orgy show we saw last night. It was incredible. It was also behind the green door. Oh, what happened? I'll keep eating your scrambled eggs, and I'll tell you, she was blowing this guy. Whoa, tell me more. That was rude for them to talk about sex with a guy who's eating scrambled eggs. Why? Because sex is so gross that they'll throw up? I don't get that. You talk you, about you, bathroom stuff when you're eating, it's hard. You talk about you, sex and it's... You could eat while someone explicitly tells you about sex? Yes. I don't know, I'm a little awkward about that. I'm too well, shy. Thing, okay, this is a famous scene in which they will jump over a train. And I don't know why it's such a famous scene, but it is. All right. Well, because does Waylon Jennings interrupt it? The, the, uh -oh. the jump is not so exciting, but the internet Ooh. went crazy about it. Who farted? Well, here it comes. Wee. That's supposed to be a huge stunt for its death. I'm telling you, Hal Neenan was like the stuntman stuntman. Yeah. He is a connoisseur of stuntmanery. Yeah, well, I wonder how he felt about that quadriplegic. I mean, that is tragic. And she was a championship skier. And she died in 2015. That's a long time to be a quadriplegic. And also, this guy's feeling. So he's overweight. You don't have to rub it in every time he drives by. <laughs> I guess they thought that was funny. Well, no, you're right. Like, uh, she, uh, you know, you mentioned Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers 2000, someone got injured in a car chasing they had like a giant collision crash scene at the end. I think she got hurt. You brought up uh, the injury in uh, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and the actress. Uh, I love that oh, actress. Uma, Uma Thurman, yeah. yeah. At the end of Kill Bill 2, which is so crazy because it's like two hours of the movie. And it's not a memorable scene other than the fact that she got seriously injured. She got yep. a, an injury from it. Yeah. He made her do this stunt where she hits a tree. Now, this is this scene is pretty good because it's I don't know it's it's interesting. It's cool. They can't 
none of them can get up the hill. It's just too steep. And you saw all the racers going down. But Jackie Chan's Japanese car has a secret weapon. It's a rocket. <laughs> How secret is it? Look at the panel. It says rocket control system. <laughs> now, look, they don't have a shoulder belt, just a lap belt. Nice. Well, it is still kind of early. So. Now watch this stunt. Look, it really, maybe it's being held by a chopper. It's really up there. So it's, you're saying it's not held by a chopper. They really... I, I don't know. It looks like it might be. If only I listened to the commentary track from the director, I would have an answer for you. <laughs> Which you have listened to. Okay, here's the worst scene of the film. It's the dumbest scene ever. Um, there's a, uh, uh, a fight going on. Uh, that that uh, Tattletales host is getting hassled by Peter Fonda. For comedy. And everyone goes for inexplicable reason to help. It, it makes no sense. Like they wouldn't do it. But but that's what uh, that's what Brock Yates wrote. It's too bad we missed that thing before because the cop yelled at Sammy. James Davis Jr. and he goes the podcasting you can listen on the go San Francisco you need radio CD bring up the CD yay it's 8 o'clock it's time for the Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from usually from 8 to 10. But tonight from 8 to 9, we've got a very special Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 show for you all. Yay! Clap it up for yourselves for being here. For all the comedians you're going to see from all over these amazing United States of America. Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. How you doing? Yay! This is day six, and I'm surprised I'm still alive. This is it's it's a lot of it's it's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's right. I write jokes, and did I do that too? I used to do that. Fun, good stuff. Uh, feminists in the house? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's the same way I feel about it. <laughs> still, you have to be feminist. <laughs> I don't like to call myself a feminist. It's kind of a dirty word these days. It seems like it's a politicized, dirty word. You know, I'd rather call myself a cunt face. It's more descriptive and accurate, you know, for what I'm doing. But I don't know what else to call myself. You know, language is political, right? What do I, what am I? I'm a female, right? I'm a person. I'm a woman. We are all people. No, it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Spelling crowd? Yeah, <laughs> I can spell. I must be a witch. I know how to read too. No! There is no men in feminism. It's spelled with an I. <laughs> feminism. I am a feminist. No, no one, no one can't. You can get out your phones and T9 it. I swear. <laughs> There's no men in feminism. It just sounds like there are. It just, maybe, okay, it's fine. Th but language is political. Like every month, women menstruate. Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it. 
and you think it's gross, menstruate, right? When you have sex for the first time, what do you break? Hi, men. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi. Open for business. We get the one feminine pronoun. What do we get? Herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. Yeah? Good. The one I understand so much because I'm going through it right now is menopause. <laughs> men are pausing on me. They're like, whoa, she is older than I thought. <laughs> that is... Oh, yeah. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the <laughs> precept of feminism? I don't know. A lot of ladies in the 70s burned bought bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's meaty. It's like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> no, I, am, I don't mean to talk so much about feminism. I don't want to be too heavy-handed, you know, as a feminist. But I love the term heavy-handed because that's you used to not beat your wife with a heavy hand because you wouldn't want to leave a mark, am I right? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love feminist things. I'm, I, I'm trying to believe in equality now. I don't know if you, this crowd that's into equality. No? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Quality sucks. There's a really easy way to make equality happen right now, and that's PG-13 movies. Right, right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see a 180% side boob. And that's sexy. Uh, you also get to see some butts, but not the whole. That's fine with me, too. What I say is I'd like to see some side scrote. Mm -hmm. You might not be on board yet. Let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film. It's a sunset. There's an infinity pool. Nicolas Cage is coming out of the pool. His long ball sack is deep in the water, right? And his... His dick is above the stairs, so we're not seeing any genitals, mind you, but what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality. Yeah? I think the movie's called Raging Balls. I think it's the name of that Nick Cage movie. I just want to see like older actors get to come back, make a big comeback because of their long, saggy nutsack. Yes. Beautiful. Shorn, unshorn. I want to see it all for equality. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about it too. Uh, any other any other crazy cat people? Yeah, meow, 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 my cat, my cat people. Bow to your alien overlords with one arm, <laughs> just like the Chinese, they know what's up. Come on now, cats are the best. I'm the crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I wanna take my cat and I wanna shave him, wanna knit a sweater out of his fur, wanna make him wear it. I'm crazy. I love cats. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I was, I've been getting cat calls quite a bit. Live in the tenderloin. Cat calling is a thing. I, I don't even see it as cat calling anymore. I see it maybe more as complimenting. A gentleman yelled out to me on the street, Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> That's a compliment. I'm taking it. That's not cat calling. Another gentleman said, oh, you got a nice fit on today. I like that. 
I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. That's a double entendre and cat complimenting. Thank you. That's good. I try not to wear skirts because a gentleman walked up to me and said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, you've crossed the line, sir. That is catcalling. Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's, that's weird, bro. That's, that's on you. Actually, it's all over me. That's the problem, you guys. <laughs> I, I do understand catcalling now, though, because I, I have a kitten. I have a darling, sweet kitten. And I call her all the time. I go, baby kitty, come here, baby kitty, I love you. Come here, baby kitty, come here. And then she, like, runs the other direction, but she shows me her butthole. Mm. So I run up to her, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. Because I understand catcalling. Like, I get it. I really get it. <laughs> Deep in my soul. All right, yay! That's been my time. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Uh, we sing a little song before we start this. If you know it, sing along. Here we go. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, clubhouse. comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I need to get a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside me, clubhouse? You're already here. You're trapped. Yay. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to bring up all of your awesome festival comedians. Your first festival comedian, put your hands together for the very funny Dash Thompson! First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs yeah. Thursday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep moaning till I'm set. Ah! Okay. Uh, what's up? How are you guys doing? Do you guys feel good? Feeling? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I like it. It was, uh, it, I felt inspired by that. Uh, uh, I found out uh, recently, I was, I was looking through some old baby photos, and uh, they were mine, by the way. I don't just peruse photos of babies. That's not my thing. <laughs> I found out by looking through some old baby photos that my mom, when I was a toddler, put a rat tail on my head, which is, yeah, yeah, that's upsetting to find out. Because you never look at someone with a rat tail and think, like, that guy could do my taxes. But you have looked at someone with a rat tail and thought, that guy, he keeps all of his money in a shoebox, I feel like, under his van. Uh... Yeah, because, like, you know how moms like to put, like, like cool punk moms like to put, like, mohawks on their toddlers, right? And they're like, look, he's a little punk rocker. My mom put a rat tail on my head. It was like, look, he's a little junkyard salvager. Isn't that cute, huh? Yeah. Pick up some scrap metal, you little trash baby. Get out there. Don't touch him. He's got tetanus and rabies. Best friend's a raccoon. So, anyways, this little wild child. It's fun. I say that because I have this working theory with rat tails. Uh that uh, people with them also own raccoons. I can't prove it. I just hope that I want I want to do this joke one day and someone with a rat tail in the crowd is like, hey, man, that's accurate, and just pulls a raccoon out, and I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> I've been proven correct. <laughs> cool. Uh, I also found out, uh, looking through some old, uh, some old photos of me, that for my first day of school, like my introduction to uh, other kids, my mom sent me out the door, uh, in suspenders and a bull cut. Uh, that was my first look. Suspenders, yeah, suspenders and a bull cut. Just like a little message to the rest of the kids, like, just bully him. J don't even look anywhere else. It's going to be him. Uh, she dressed me like a middle-aged divorcee who cuts his own hair. And you know how sad that is to show up on your first day of school? Just like, <laughs> divorce is hard, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> 
All right. Mostly that joke's for myself because I just love doing that voice. <laughs> and every time I do that joke, the crowd's always like, please, please don't do that more. Uh, so I'm going to move on. Uh, yeah, I also found some old footage of me uh, uh, playing basketball for the first time, uh, which is also, like, pretty upsetting to look at, especially if you ask, like, like any, like, guy, like, average dude would probably assume he was a pretty good athlete as a kid. If you show any of them a tape of them running as a kid, they're like, ha fucking never mind, I guess. That's uh, just all elbows and hips, you know? Uh, footage of me playing basketball on my basketball team, I found out, and I didn't know this or I just didn't remember, or I probably blacked it out, where uh, every time our team would score a point, I made the decision to cartwheel down the court. Uh, I was in the game, just mid-court, just cartwheeling, like, yay, points, Dad. And my dad's like, I got a theater kid, don't I? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> doing jazz hands. <laughs> you know, it was it was cool to me. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm single, uh, which is fun. Uh, my last girlfriend, uh, broke up with me in a park at night, which I thought a little risky on her part. Um, <laughs> you know, not that, you know, anything's going to happen. It's just, you never, <laughs> that's men, right? Anyways, that's, that's a cute, fun throwaway joke. <laughs> it's just a little cute joke you just throw out there and you're like, oh, we're dangerous. <laughs> just kidding. Um. <laughs> I should probably get rid of that joke. <laughs> uh, cool. I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do this uh, fun little thing. I, um, in middle school, I was really into wrestling, like WCW. Anyone else? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Super into wrestling. Uh, in eighth grade, me and my buddy, we would uh, pretend wrestle uh, with each other and stuffed animals. It wasn't weird. It was really cool. And uh, <laughs> we would wrestle on, like, the trampoline. I remember once uh, his little brother wanted to, to wrestle with us. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, like, give and take with wrestling, right? Because it's, you know, it's like stage, it's theater. Uh, his, his his little brother put my head between his legs to powerbomb me, but I was like, I'm not going to get powerbombed, no bitch. And I threw him back, and I bloodied his mouth, and then wrestling was done forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a real bummer. But me and my friend, we would, uh, we would like, we really like to do it up, you know, because we were kids, we have imaginations, and we came up with our own wrestling uh, duo name. We called ourselves the Venom Bros, right? That's not bad. You could see that. It's not that bad. We also had our own tagline. Because uh, you remember how, like, uh, Ric Flair had, like, woo, and The Rock was like, you smell this shit or whatever? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we had our own tagline as the Venom Bros, but it was way less intimidating. Our tagline as the Venom Bros was Venom Bros. Which uh, is uh, doesn't make you the cool kid in middle school, but it's a great deterrent for bullies. Turns out no one wants to pick on the kid who licks other kids. It's just a rule of school. I'm going to kick your ass. When and where, baby? They're like, never mind. You win everything. Anyways, that's my time. Thank you very much. Josh Thompson, everyone. Hooray. We have comics from all over the United States, and your next one is from Chicago. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Aaron Atkins! Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Aaron. Um, I am from Chicago. Uh, I'm back in town for this festival, and we're down the street. i got to get this off my chest because this happened today. Has anyone here been to the coffee shop down the street? It's called Coffee Shop, right? That guy's a sociopath, huh? 
guy is a fucking sociopath. First of all, because when I went first in there, he's like, hey, fist bumps for everybody. When he fist bumps me, can I fist bump you real quick? He goes like this. He goes, do you vertically like so? He goes like this. Hey. It's like half of my fist, right? And then he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's like, so what's up, bro? Are you vibing on anything? And I was like, what the hell? Not by anything, and I get I my my friend another comic here Sam Carroll got a fucking um he got this drink called the Sherpa it's like an iced coffee drink they put like coffee snow like ice cubes in it made out of coffee right it's like the big gimmick so I'll get one of those uh, and I pay like eight dollars for it first of all which is a lot of fucking money for a cup of coffee even Elon Musk over here agrees with me it looks fucking a lot of money man and I swear to God when he was making it he puts the ice cubes in it and he goes he's to his coworker he goes I put four it's probably enough. Probably enough. What the fuck? He was gonna put five. I swear to God, he's gonna put five. Uh, probably enough. What do you? He paid eight dollars in advance. Whatever. <laughs> one of the, one of those dollars was a tip. So I'm a bitch tax for that. It's a seven dollar cup of coffee. I misspoke. Sorry, I'm an angry little man. I <laughs> I have a lot of pent up anger. Uh, probably because I'm from here, and uh, my parents are vegans. That's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I look like how NPR sounds, right? Because um, I've grown up to be a thrift store mannequin in the flesh. <laughs> I'll get it out of the way. My parents did a seance on a New Yorker tote bag, and I was like, hey, fully grown. <laughs> you guys read David Sedaris? Great guy. <laughs> that's me, yeah. Having two vegan parents is like having two autistic parents, though, you know? Even if you're not, like, you're still going to act like you are. You know, like, when I was a kid, my favorite band was podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah. I had a t-shirt. I had a This American Life t-shirt I wore to school every Thursday and Friday. Anybody else? Anybody else? I was the only one. All right, I pee sitting down. What else is fun about me? <laughs> um, what else is cute and <laughs> quirky about my identity? Let's see. I'm also I'm a queer man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let the record show, standing ovation. <laughs> um, actually, this is a part of the show I like to play a game with the audience called um, Is It Gay Porn? Or Is It Kung Fu That I Slowed Down? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little clip, and I just want you to tell me, is this gay porn? Or is it just kung fu that I slowed down? So let me know. All right, gay porn or kung fu? Think kung fu? Kung fu? You're wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting at the gym, so <laughs> you're <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> this man was being ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this he's going to live on forever in a mediocre stand-up set. <laughs> Say hello to San Francisco, man. Yeah, I got being queer and vegan in high school. Sucked ass for me, you know. I think I think what also sucks is that like I'm not like queer enough for a lot of people. Like I'm too straight, which is stupid that you can even do that. And also the people that accuse me of that are also these straight guys in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt that just says like gap on it, you know? <laughs> and it's like you're gonna judge me over this, but like I think that's just stupid because like gay culture is like so huge, you know, like you could live like you grow up on one side of it and never see the other at all. Right. Like when I was a kid I never like I never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. That wasn't like my gay TV. My gay TV was um, Anderson Cooper 360. So, <laughs> right? We love a man that's like technically gay. That's what I like. A like a Buttigieg kind of guy, right? <laughs> like, like 
If he had a flow in the pride parade, it would just be like a gray Honda Civic, you know? <laughs> Going to like softball practice. Yeah. Well, like I said, high school still sucked ass for me. It's a very easy target, you know? Like I really did bring a tote bag to school. Through <laughs> my Satan. <laughs> I should read the Atlantic sometimes. I'm not such a stereotype. Uh, I my Honestly, I was pretty low on the social ladder. It was like me, like the assistant principal was like one above me. And above us all was like the kid with the rolly backpack, you know? He's like the cool kid in our friend group. Like the kid that bullied me, I had a bull cut at this time, by the way. Keep that in mind. I get that that's a large visualization. I had a bull cut. Kids that bullied me were an anime club, which is ass. One of my bullies posted a video of himself on Facebook recently doing katana choreography to Evanescence. And every day that kid was like, faggot, why? <laughs> me? How? He's like, you eat vegetables. What? <laughs> I was, I, I guess. You know, I feel like when you live your whole life and you just like kind of a dig, you know, people just like just dissing your identity. The, the, the only things that make up your very small existence as a high school student, you got two choices in life. You know, you can be like a drug addict or you can be a comedian. And like, now nah, I'm a comedian, which is great. But for a while, not so much. I used to be very into drugs. Um, not like in a fun way, not like in a Snoop Dogg way, like a Suge Knight kind of way. Like, I was very into pills and whatnot for most of my high school career. Uh, when I was 17, I got really into, actually, for a few months, heroin. Um, just kind of heavy, right? And no one, when I said it, like, no one believed me. And I, and I get it. Like, I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Got, a, like, a Cory Monteith situation going on. But uh <laughs> when I first got to treatment, my, um, my first roommate was also heroin addict. We got along. Got along great, you know. <laughs> like he was like so wise. He's like, he's like, don't listen to these guys in. All right, if you could do heroin and still live a perfectly good life, it's like how? He's like, just eat healthy, <laughs> exercise every day, only do like a little bit of heroin. My buddy lived for like two years, <laughs> and I was like, by then I'll be old enough to drink, right? <laughs> this is the heaviest note of all time. <laughs> this is the heaviest <laughs> note of all time. Is it freezing in here? We close the door. All right, what if I had, fine, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, end on a, I'll end on a good happy joke, all right? This one's about Judaism, all right? <laughs> I love Jewish culture, all right? I love Jewish culture, right? My roommate, he's from Tel Aviv, telling me all about just, you know, Tel Aviv, and I thought it was amazing. It's an unbelievable place, you know, like the people, the culture, the weather, there's amazing things, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it, you know? Uh, fortunately enough, I was able to take a vacation there last summer, and I remember just going through a walk in the park and thinking, like, wow, this place is real. Israel, like Israel. Thank you very much. Very funny, very talented. Aaron Atkins, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Atkins, yay! He was talking about drugs there for a second. I have a pro tip to help everybody out. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. You're welcome. <laughs> Cool, not, not the big, <laughs> not the big drug. It's okay, I, I don't do it anymore, it's fine. It's great in San Francisco, uh, we're going into allergy season and it's really fun because you can't tell who has allergies and you know, who just has all the fun powder. All right, your next comedians all the way from Santa Rosa, put your hands together for Franco Tavini. <laughs> Keep it going for Pam, guys. Keep it going for... <coughs> Radio. 
How are we doing, Mutiny Radio? How are we doing tonight? Awesome. Very cool. You guys having a good 2020? Yeah? Very cool. I'm having a pretty good 2020. It's been a kind of a weird year for me. Um, I had a pretty good, like, holiday season, you know, right before the new year. And then um, in 2020, my family decided that this year was going to be a perfect year uh, for them to stage an intervention for me. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently, uh, that's not the gift that keeps on giving, you know? Um I uh, I was kind of bombarded with it. They came at me, and they, they apparently they think that I have problems controlling my anger. They think I have problems managing my anger, which, you know, that's their opinion. You know, <laughs> that's that's like you know, I want to validate how they feel. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't agree with them. You know, like I don't think uh, I don't think I rage like that. I just think that um, that sometimes I sweat the small stuff. You know, like uh, I don't think that's unlike anybody else. Show of hands. Anybody else here ever get angry for seemingly no reason? Show of hands. See, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple hands in the audience. You know, all I'm saying is, like, thank God some of you guys raised your hands. You know what I mean? Because, like, if not, I was going to fucking lose it. <laughs> you know? It's going to go apeshit. <laughs> like, I mean angry for no reason. Like, have you guys ever been enraged at an inanimate object for just obeying the laws of physics? You guys ever been that upset? <laughs> yeah? You ever put a water bottle on top of your own car sideways? It rolls off. You pick it up, throw it into a tree, and call it a cocksucker at the top of your lungs? You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever do that in a preschool parking lot? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, you think you're better than me or something? What's going on, man, here, Ania? What's up? <laughs> oh, man, fuck. I, um, no, you know, so here's the thing. Like, I, I, I do get upset, but my thing is it's not, it's not completely selfish, you know? Like, sometimes I get upset altruistically. Like, I always get really upset uh, when I see people get pulled over. Yeah, does anybody else ever experience that? Anybody else ever feel empathy for other human beings? No? Just me? Okay, cool. Awesome, guys. <laughs> We're on a certain level there. Yeah, no, I um like I like I told my buddy this. I said like I get really upset when like when I see people get pulled over. And he was like, "Okay, but like did you ever think that maybe they're getting pulled over for something that they actually did?" And I thought about it for a second. Honestly, guys, I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I think I just like rooting for the underdog, you know? Like, they could be flying down the highway in a Mazda going 105 with bodies cascading out the trunk, and I would still stick my head out the window and be like, leave them alone, you fucking pigs! You know? It's too, it's, it's excessive is what I'm saying. It's like too much. Like, like police uh, overall, like police, uh, you know, uh, forces too much. But even just the cars they drive are a lot. Like just getting pulled over. Have you guys seen like modern taxpayer dollar cop cars? You know what I'm talking about? There's like big beefy Dodge Challengers with like the 36 red and blue lights. Looks like you're being pulled over by a summer music festival. Do you guys know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys know what I'm fucking with? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's going to be a long night when you look in the rearview mirror, you're like, shit, it's Coachella. Fuck, I can't, I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. You know, it's too much, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, like modern cop cars, not only, you know, do they have all the lights, but they can, they can talk. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, you guys are, <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like one of those fun Disney Pixar ways. I mean, like, um, modern cop cars have those bullhorn speakers on the front. And in an emergency system, they get on and they use it. And basically, it sounds like a PA from God. And uh, I didn't know that they could do this. And about three uh, months ago, I saw a guy get pulled over on the 101. He was driving in the fast lane. He was speeding. And he got hit with the red and blue lights. He was completely bedazzled. So he just drifted over. <laughs> and he stopped directly on the center divide. 
Yeah, I don't know if you guys know anything about California traffic laws, but that is highly illegal. <laughs> and all of us within a three-mile radius found that out immediately because that cop just got on that horn and just went, no, 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 what the fuck are you doing? You cannot stop there. That's the center of the highway. You dipshit, you're going to kill both of us. You got to get over and then stop. You go to the right and then stop. Nobody's and not there. That's the middle lane, you dumbass. That's the actual center of the highway. That is so reckless. You got to get oh, got to get over further and that you that's no, not there either. That's the slow lane. I know it looks like they're stopping there. They're just going incredibly goddamn slow. You got to get off the entire highway. So I can, and, oh, and you're going to park there. Really? You're going to park there. It's like a row of hedges behind you. Why do we, where am I supposed to park? It's like the fucking secret garden behind you. You know what, dude, you, you were stressing me out. If you would just, you take the next exit, you meet me in the Denny's parking lot and I will buy you a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. All right. I just <laughs> That's so stressful, you know, I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think that uh, it was also much more stressful for me because I think I have PTSD going into it uh, because I have priors on my record. I don't know if maybe I'm the, <laughs> the only one. Um, show of hands, I need some honesty from you guys, Mutiny Radio. Has anybody here ever gotten arrested for a DUI? Show of hands. There we go. Can I get some applause for the brave souls that raised their hands? <laughs> Told all you perfect strangers they got a DUI. I mean, I never have because I'm not a fuck-up, you know? But, like, I appreciate, like, <laughs> the honesty. It's, like, great, you know? It's, like, camaraderie or something. No, 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 that's not entirely true. <laughs> that's just mean. I have been, I have been arrested for drinking and driving. Um, uh, but the thing is, uh, I didn't get a DUI. You might go, like, well, how is that possible? Well, I didn't get a DUI. Um, I got <laughs> what is known as a wet and reckless do you guys know? Yeah, maybe some of you have gotten one. Do, uh, do you guys know what a wet and reckless is? So basically, uh, in summation, it's like a DUI junior. It's like a training wheels felony. <laughs> it's like uh, the sexiest of all driving infractions. It's not, and it sounds, uh, you know, uh, you it's technically a misdemeanor, uh, but it doesn't even sound like a crime that anybody should be capable of committing. You know what I mean? Like, literally, it's it like if you tell someone you got a uh, wet and reckless, they just assume that you won a prize on a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, it has zero street cred. I can't fucking go hard and tell somebody I got locked up for something that literally sounds like a random line out of a low-budget 1970s Swiss porn. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> just like, okay, babe, lie down on the bed. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Uh, how do you want it? Oh, what don't reckless? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a very messy thing is what I'm trying to say. It's a sticky situation. Guys, thank you very much. Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Keep it going for your beautiful host, Pam Benjamin, everyone. Keep it going for Franco Davini. And this baby felony. Come on, be a real criminal like the rest of us. Canada will kick you out forever. We can never go. Uh, your next comedian, hey, he's all the way from L.A., and I'm super excited to hear all his hilarious jokes. Clap your hands together for Ben Mel. What's up, San Francisco? How you guys doing? Good, we're good. I'm great. I just got engaged. Yes, give it up for monogamy. Yeah, I just got engaged to a beautiful black woman. One guy, woo! <laughs> I thought San Francisco was progressive, you racist. Let's go. Pick it up. Give me some energy. Yeah, I got engaged to a beautiful black woman, but I'm terrified. Because she wants kids, and if we have an ugly child, her family will know exactly who's responsible. <laughs> like, if we have a Blake Griffin instead of an Idris Elba, her grandma's going to be pissed. 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to give my kid red hair. Black women have been through enough. You know, it's not fair. It's a burden. There's only been two successful black men ever with red hair. Malcolm X, assassinated, and Blake Griffin, traded to Detroit. <laughs> it's not good odds for my kid. You know, I remember the first time I got made fun of for having red hair was in the sixth grade. This kid came up to me, was like, hey, man, does the carpet match the drapes? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my mom. Um, <laughs> she usually handles the interior design. She was like, ew, you're gross. It's like, you're the creep who's into my mother's curtains, not me, pal. <laughs> not easy, man. I don't, you know, I, my kid's already going to be mixed race, you know? So he's going to have to deal with those unfair stereotypes. And on top of that, He's going to have to deal with the most obvious, unfair stereotype of having red hair. Our enormous penises. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Redheads and their huge dongs. You guys know. I don't have to get into it. I, uh, I'm lucky, though. My fiance's family really likes me. I was the only white person invited to the family reunion. And her grandmother was so cool. She gathered generations of this beautiful black family and me for a photo. I'll never forget what she said. She was like, Ben, honey, get the fuck out of the photo. <laughs> I get it. That would be a really tough photo to Photoshop me out of. It's not like you can bring that one to Kinko's. Like, what can you do with it? Uh, the last time I was in Texas visiting my in-laws, my mother-in-law was showing me off to everybody, all her coworkers. She was like, this is my son-in-law, Ben. Isn't he wonderful? And this stranger came up to me, and she hugged me so hard. And she whispered in my ear, may Jesus bless you with all of his heart and his power. She hugged me so hard I forgot I was Jewish. <laughs> I was like, amen, I feel the power of the Lord. And my fiance yelled out, don't hug him, he's a Jew. <laughs> and the lady was like, oh, not a Jew, dear Jesus, bless this boy double. And I was like, you know, to be fair, Jesus was a Jew a long time ago. And she was like, not in Texas, baby. Uh, I want to have kids. I love my fiance very much. I called my mom because I, I thought of a great name if we have a boy. I said, Mom, if we have a boy, I want to name my son Tyrone. And she was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> and I was like, why not? She was like, play it safe, Ben. Name your kid Dylan. I was like, Mom, there's been six school shooters named Dylan. <laughs> the only thing a Tyrone's ever done is help his shitty friend move out of Erica Badu's apartment. Tyrone's a hero's name as far as I'm concerned. You know? Tyrone's a name that projects confidence. You know why there's never been a school shooter named Tyrone? Because he was too busy drowning in pussy, that's why. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah, you know, get engaged. No one tells you how expensive everything's going to be. You have to do so many things. It's ridiculous. The other day we went tuxedo shopping, and it was re revealed I have terrible taste because I wanted a green velvet tuxedo. Yeah. And my fiance was like, Ben, you cannot wear a green velvet tuxedo to our wedding. I was like, why not? Like, you're going to look like a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> That's racist. That's racist. Yeah. I, uh, I had to get an engagement ring. That's the dumbest thing on the planet. A man who's never been in a jewelry store in his entire life has to pick out the perfect ring, the perfect diamond, the perfect setting. We're not allowed to have this conversation because it has to be a surprise and you don't know this is happening. Wink, wink. That's the dumbest shit ever. So I walked into this jewelry store. The saleswoman sees me. Immediately she comes up to me. She said, sir, this is one of our loveliest diamonds. It's $20,000. I was like, well, it's beautiful, and I'm flattered you think I have $20,000. 
And she was like, well, if you prefer cheaper options. And I was like, ooh, you sneaky bitch. Because I know what that means. That means if you don't buy this ring, you're a scumbag who doesn't appreciate his girlfriend. And if you do buy the ring, I get a huge commission and you're homeless. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get out of the situation? She said, sir, just to put your mind at ease, all of our diamonds are ethically sourced. We do not deal in blood diamonds. And I was like, that's going to be a deal breaker for me. My fiance really had her heart set on a blood diamond. She was like, sir, I don't. I don't think you know what that means. I'm like, no, 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 I get it. I am anti-blood diamond. I am anti-child soldier of any kind. I just know my fiance. I know what she likes. <laughs> like, you sure you don't have any in the back? It's like, sir, we don't, we don't have any blood diamonds in the back. It's like, hey, look, I don't know what to tell you. Before I left the house, my fiance said two things. Ever since I was a little girl, I've wanted a big wedding and a blood diamond. <laughs> the bloodier, the better. So who am I to ruin a little girl's dream? You know, guys, I live in L.A. now. It's uh, you know, it's really cool. I live right next to a 7-Eleven. Not to brag, but uh, there's always a line outside for Redbox. And I was thinking to myself the other day, how the fuck is Redbox still a thing? Like there are better ways to rent a movie than getting stabbed at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and the movies aren't new. Like I refuse to get stabbed over We Bought a Zoo. I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. Like, the, the, the instructions for Redbox are a recipe for disaster. It's step one, turn your back to this sketchy neighborhood. <laughs> step two, take out your credit card. Step three, submerge yourself in a dirty red mesh hood. Have you guys seen We Bought a Zoo? The premise is the kid's mom dies, so his dad buys them a fucking giraffe. That's not real life. My dad died. All I got was a tuna casserole for my neighbor. I didn't get a fucking giraffe. <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, We Bought a Zoo is like Matt Damon's 13th best movie. Like the one where he played the Chinese guy in The Great Wall was way better. It's super <laughs> racist, but it's a way better movie. You know? Can you imagine if you got stabbed renting We Bought a Zoo? You'd have to go to the hospital and the doctor would be like, Sir, those are some pretty aggressive stab wounds. Are you gang affiliated? No, I'm just a huge Matt Damon fan. Have you seen We Bought a Zoo? I have. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. All right, I'm Ben Mail. Thanks, guys. Ben Mail, everyone. Matt Damon. Big, big Matt Damon fans in the house. Matt Damon, yeah. Uh, your next comedian looks nothing like Matt Damon. He actually, I like to pretend that. Uh, the ghost of my abortion in 1995 uh, left my vagina and went straight into his mom. So I like to pretend that he's the ghost of my abortion. My my son, everyone put it together. <laughs> For Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Yay! No, I'm running late. I don't even play. No time for games. Oh, mom. Savage oh, mom. So... Does anybody else think that uh, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and uh, what's his face, Tom Stoyer, were all hired by the DNC just to stop Bernie Sanders? A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. I don't know. I, I just made me think about that. I don't know. I don't trust white people. I don't know. <laughs> I just everything your com your previous comedian talked about was very true. I was very nervous. I was like, please don't date my sister, please. I'm very nervous. Uh, but I don't know. I'm from San Francisco. I'm, I'm one of the only ones from San Francisco in this festival tonight. And uh, 
I don't know. I freak out about certain things because it's just because there's a lot of gentrification happening in the city. Like, if you guys ever seen a uh, BDSM, do you know what that is? BDSM. It's like white people, you know, they have sex with like chains and whips and shit, right? The first time I saw that, I was like, oh shit, white people have gentrified slavery. <laughs> right? No one else thought that for like a second. <laughs> They've taken over everything. Post Malone won an award and then slavery got gentrified. I don't know. I just thought, <laughs> got really fucking nervous. I really did. I don't know. It's hard for me to date white women anymore, just in general. I had a lot of fun. They had a good run. They're very fun. But uh, the last white girl I had sex with told me that she only fucks uh, black guys, Mexican guys, and Muslim guys. Right? And I was like, bitch, you are the government. Got really scared. Like, who has it worse? Who has it worse in this country than those three types of men? Women, easily. We all know that women have it rough. Definitely, fucking. It's crazy. I, I kind of forgot about Kavanaugh at this point, but it's like everything around him reminds you of how shitty this country is. Um, I don't know. Another reason you can see like how sexist everything is in this country is just you can just think about nightlife in general, right? Like for women, it's just like way worse. Like I went to a club recently and I figured out that I don't know how to dance with girls anymore because guys don't ask girls to dance at clubs. Like the other day, I saw this girl minding her own business. Have you ever been chilling, just just doing your own thing with your girlfriends, right? And for some reason, guys are like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hump her now. I'm just gonna." You ever get that? The dick on the forehead? Never just. No? No, it's always pretty bad. I don't know, man. I don't know. One thing we always do on the left, too. I hope <sighs> I hope Bernie Sanders wins, but if Biden does win, we can't make. We, I don't know. I'm just saying we can't make fun of him like the way we made fun of Hillary because we were, make, we were making fun of Hillary while Trump supporters were making fun of Hillary, and then Trump won. So it's, we kind of fucked up a little bit, right? I'm just saying that that's just ah, that's just what happened. Another thing we do on the left is that we all like to compare like our oppression to each other's oppression. We like to play like the oppression Olympics. Like, oh, what I'm going through is worse. I don't think that's the way to solve shit. But I do get jealous of the gay community because I feel like gay people have cooler holidays than black people. In general, right? Like we get February, we get a whole month. You know, we get car dealership shit from Martin Luther King Day. But gay people have a parade. A parade? That's fucking dope. Like, I wish there was one day a year I could just swing my dick down Market Street. You know what I mean? Anybody else been to Pride? Just me? I'm just watching. <laughs> Guys swing their dicks? All right. Maybe. I'll just stop watching that. I don't know. Have you ever been watching porn and uh, you start laughing at the video you're, you're watching? I see you smiling, yeah. That's how you know you watch too much porn. When you start to find the humor in it, you've, you, you've got a problem. That's what that <laughs> means. <laughs> the other day I was watching this porn, and uh, at the end of the video, this girl's getting, you know, cum shot on her face. And uh <laughs> but right at the same time she got cum shot on her face, she, like, sneezed on his dick, right? It's like, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z when the two forces come together? <laughs> it's like this big ball of energy. And, like, <laughs> the guy freaked out. He was like, oh, you sneezed on my dick. And she was like, you came on my face. Relax. Like, come on. Like, there's, 
everything's fine. And I didn't, <laughs> I started laughing because I was like, no one said cut. Like there is, <laughs> like this is definitely not a part of the porn. The writing isn't that good. It's not that great. I was watching World Star the other day, and I found out that uh, you know Steven Spielberg's daughter apparently is a porn star. She like came out as a porn star. <laughs> These guys nodding in the back. <laughs> you weren't supposed to nod, <laughs> but <laughs> you're like, yup, mm-hmm. Looked that shit up the other day. Uh, I don't know. It, it blew my mind because I was like, you know, we watch porn. People who aren't one of the best filmmakers in the world watch porn, and I still judge porn. I'm like, ah, oh, this could have been better. But like, you know, Spielberg was probably watching that and probably thinking like, ah. The cinematography is awful, <laughs> right? It's, it's pretty bad. But I think Steven Spielberg's daughter, she might be the best like actress in porn, right? Because she has the greatest influence possible. Anybody? No? All right. I'm alone on this. I was trying to convince people of my porn jokes. I don't know. I watch too much porn. I didn't think it was a problem until I started being late to like important shit. Like I'm late to my job. A lot, like way too often. I'm 30 minutes late every day, and uh, it's because I watch porn in the morning. It gets me going. It gets it gets me motivated, and ju I just see everybody else I don't want to fuck on the way to, to my job. This isn't even a joke. This is a confession. <laughs> one minute left. It's about as long as I last too. It's only one minute. It's pretty rough. Uh, trying to think of how to end this now. Hmm. You guys want to get uh, political shit or like, you know, like nice shit? Nice shit? Okay. So I work at a school, which is always weird to conclude with. <laughs> uh, I work in a middle school and they fucking suck. I hate them so much. I Middle school kids are just, a sh just shitty little people. Think about the ugliest you've ever been in your life on the inside and the outside <laughs> was in middle school, right? Just shitty, ugly people. Um, the first day of school, I saw this little girl get hit in the face with a burrito, and it was, I'm glad some of you were laughing. I got in trouble for laughing. Um, <laughs> it was fucked up, too, because she was, it was, <laughs> it was this little sixth grader, and she had, like, really nice clothes. You know, on the first day of school, you have, like, the nicest shit you've ever had, <laughs> and it's just covered in just beans and salsa, and, uh, yeah, I laughed, I laughed at her pain. I'll, I'll. I'll end with this, though. There's this kid who always makes fun of my hairline, which is why I wear hats, because I'm self-conscious. And um, I kind of got sick of it the other day. I'm starting to lose my patience with the kids, because I, I walked in the class that I helped teach, right? And he says, hey, Mr. Mike, you don't have a hairline, right? And I'm like, you know what, kid? You don't have a dad. <laughs> I know. It's fucked up. So I, I went to his class <laughs> afterwards, too. I was like, hey, class, knock, knock. Not this kid's father. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Mike Evans Jr. is a soulless monster. Yay! Yay! Uh, thank you guys so much. That's been the Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and uh, we'll be back with the next show, which is Hell Hat, which is going to be a super, super fun, good time. So clap it up for all the comedians that you saw. Mike Evans Jr., Ben Mel, Franco Tavini, Aaron Atkins, and the first comedian was, I'm remembering everybody's, Dashiell Thompson. 
Yay, and I've been Pam Benjamin. We'll be back uh, with the next show in 10 minutes. Yay! Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Makes me jizzle. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for...
let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radius yahoo Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. 
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio. Time for the hell Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. We're performing for each other and this young gentleman right here. Yes. Although he is a comedian too. <laughs> so he's just not he's just a, he's just a young one. He's soaking in all of um, our incredibly delicious uh, comedian juices. The, uh, this show is Hell Hat and there are this is the creative juices show. You're going to be flowing. Uh, I'll show you how it works. There's this um, abhorrent hat over here on the side. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the second hour. We usually do this show. We haven't done it in a long time, actually, but I, I culled the best hell hats from all the other hell hats, and this is, this is how it works. So you're going to pull from the hat and uh, get a card, and you can say it out loud, or you can think about it, or you can just do it. Um, so I'm going to say that it's, it's time that together we recognize that labor is important. And who are the means of production? Women. We actually go through labor. It's not paid at all. It's time that we double down on women. I say 
The clitoris is a tiny dick. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. This was a dictator speech. That was, so I tried to bring it around the dick at the end. Then you throw the card dramatically and you pick another one. Is your mommy proud of you? Absolutely not. She has never seen me do comedy. I am the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> uh, one time, she actually told me, uh, hey, Pamela, if you could just cover up all of those disgusting tattoos and, you know, wear like a silk suit, like an Ann Taylor lavender silk suit, and go down you know, to the financial district and find yourself a nice over 30, non-married, no-kids dude. If you could just do that. I was like, Mom, where am I supposed to find one of these people? And she said, church. <laughs> you go to church, you freaky heathen. Uh, <laughs> my mom is, is not proud of me. That's uh, the answer to that question. Uh, I think she used to be when I was living up to her expectations and suicidal. Yay! <laughs> one more just to show you how it works. Here we go. All right. Um, That's, I've got a squirrel in my pants. <laughs> Before it looked like I was like uh, getting ready to masturbate. I don't know <laughs> uh, what that's all about. So welcome to the Hell Hat, everyone. Yay! We're all going to do Hell Hat sets. You're going to pull them out of this crazy thing, and uh, we'll keep going. And you can do whatever you want. If you are like, fuck this, that is fine, too. You can just say, fuck it, and not do it. You can do anything you want. It's a fucking Hell Hat. Yay! Are you ready to get started? You're going to be our first comedian. Everybody put your hands together for James Fisher Jr. Right, so am I, uh, I don't want to pull too many. I don't Let me pull the first one. And see. Okay. It says, oh, okay. <laughs> it says Rachel, Raphael, and Arden on this side. And I was like, I was just like, I don't know either one of these niggas. I don't think I'm going to talk about. The last time I said, I love you. Uh, last time I said I love you was to. Last time I said I love you was to my mama today because I was walking up hills and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I climbed all the way up to the top of a mountain and I got up there and I was like, "Hey, uh, I love you. Come get me because I can't walk." All right, let's. It said, "All right." This is a long one. <laughs> Has a pigeon ever flown so close that you actually needed to move your head? Yes, I live in Chicago, and pigeons walk around like, like people, and it's fucking weird. <laughs> they walk around like people, and then like even if you walk close to them, they fly. They fly away, but they don't fly away like away from you. They fly up like near your head. Like what, motherfucker? This is my sidewalk, and it's very scary to be around pigeons. Pigeons are just rats of the sky because they just they do the same shit rats do. They eat trash and. They uh fucking carry diseases. They don't <laughs> they don't do anything but that. But I think Church's chicken is stealing pigeons and making breast. Like I feel like, because <laughs> Church's doesn't have wings. They don't have this. Just like I had a breast uh, from Church's and it had a strong neck attached to it. All right. What's the creepiest compliment you've ever received? Uh, okay, creepiest compliment I've ever. Uh, somebody told me I had nice eyelashes. And I was like, why the fuck are you this close to me? 
I've had I've gotten like a lot of creepy compliments, like mostly from my mom. My mom looks at, oh, you got some nice feet, and I was like, why the fuck? <laughs> why are you looking at my feet? Is that why you like daddy? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I mean, I think the weirdest compliment you can give to anybody is you got nice teeth. Because of course it's like, yeah, like I brush them, but also, are you trying to take my teeth? Would you still love me if I lost an eye? Fuck no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I got mad because I went on a date with a girl and she had false teeth in her mouth, but I didn't know. But she didn't like. And I wasn't mad that she had false teeth. I'm mad that we went out to eat and we had a whole. We had a great date before that. Went to the movies. Went out to eat afterwards. Everything was going good. And then our food came to the table. She was like, "Oh, yum!" Pulled her fucking teeth out and start going in. I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" This is like <laughs> my spider sense didn't tell me this shit at all. Like. What's your social security number? I need to know exactly who the fuck you are. <laughs> All right. There is a lot in here. Okay. I'll only do a couple more. What, which religion is the dumbest? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scientology, because it's based off of RPG. <laughs> I don't like a religion where you can level up, nigga. Like, you shouldn't be able to. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to, like, I'm a, I'm a level 37 wizard. Like. <laughs> What are you? I'm a paladin. Like, that shouldn't be different. Like, it should just be, we believe this dude in the sky is going to help us. That's it. It shouldn't be any more than that. It should be, like, we believe this dude in the sky is going to help us if we're good people. And that should, like, make you be a good person. That's that's basically it. That's really it. Like, it shouldn't be, like, fucking, like, do you understand what, you know what's fucked up about Scientology? South Park did a whole episode where they made fun of it and they told the story of what Scientology is, where basically aliens came to Earth and died and then went into people's bodies, and the whole time under it, it just said, this is really what they think. <laughs> and that was the joke. The joke was just the original story of Scientology. Last pull, okay. Tell a joke in Spanish. Uh... Yo tengo el gato en los pantalones. That means there's a cat in my pants. All right, you guys have been great. I'm James. Thank you. James Fisher Jr. ably besting the hell hat. Give it up again for him. Yay! Coming up next, out of Cleveland, what will he do with the hat? Put your hands together for Jeremy Demery. Yay! Thank you. What is this hat going to say? <laughs> Non-work things you do at work. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into trying not to work. Which almost makes more work for me. Uh, my non-work thing that I do at work would probably... Uh, you know, write jokes, watch YouTube videos, generally piss the day off. I hope my job's not listening to this. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, if I were Jeffrey Dahmer, I would have certain things in a freezer and then I preserve those things so they would be mine forever. It says weird things in a freezer. <laughs> First thing that went to my head was Dahmer. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Say something nice about someone. Fuck you, people. <laughs> now I hope no one's listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just offended all of your podcast listeners. Like, say something nice. Nope. I don't have it in me. Uh, the last time I lied. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, the time I said I didn't like anybody in here. Yeah, that's right. I turned it around, didn't I? <laughs> At first, this guy was like, "Oh, this guy's an asshole," and then I saw this bailed me out of that. That got you back on my side, didn't it? Didn't it? Fess up! Somebody fess up! Uh, I had a person yesterday ask why I was so angry. That was funny. I did a set, uh, and they were like, why Why are you angry? <laughs> I thought it was a really funny question. Like, this is a comedy. None of this is real. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. That's how we do things. Just make it up. Look at this. <laughs> that was a bird that just flew away. <laughs> That's right. You use your imagination when you do this stuff. That's what makes it fun. How long can you go without using your phone? Um, hold on. Let me test. Let me text somebody and find out. <laughs> let me text my wife and find out. That answers that question. You're welcome. I'm full of information this evening. I do like flying, letting those things fly. How many more should I do? Who's in charge of this? Hell yeah. Fuck yes. Uh, how do I put this? Um, worst movie I've ever seen would probably be that, uh, wasn't the Joker movie. What the fuck was that movie? Uh, what was the one before the Joker? It wasn't Suicide Squad. That was it. Everyone should be embarrassed for that movie. I was embarrassed watching it. I was like, this isn't going well. <laughs> Jared Leto, you, he, I, you think having Jared Leto in it would save the movie, but he was the worst part of the movie. Margot, Margot what's, what's her name? Margot's, Margot Ruby? Robbie? Yeah, I saw this movie. <laughs> so many references I fucked up there. I watched, the last time I watched that movie, uh, I was on Mushrooms, and uh, it didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help the movie at all. It made the movie probably worse. It was a rough night of eating mushrooms, too, because uh, I kept eating them throughout. Every 20 minutes, I was eating mushrooms, eating mushrooms, eating mushrooms, eating mushrooms, throughout the pretty much entire evening, and nothing was kicking in until I went, I went to go. I was like, fuck it. These things aren't going to work. So I'm going to go to sleep, and as soon as I laid down, I got transported out of that bed <laughs> mentally. Uh, I think to, to, to make a comment, it says to be culturally re relevant. I think that's a lot to ask from a comedian. We're not preachers. <laughs> We're not going to save the world. 
and nothing we say matters one way or the other. So <laughs> quit putting so much importance on us all the time. I don't understand that about comedy. When like, oh, so-and-so said so such and such thing, and everyone got super pissed about it. It's like, yeah, because he's an idiot, and he gets he's a professional idiot. That's what we're doing. Does anybody realize that? We're professional idiots. This is fun. <laughs> so last pull. Oh, I pulled two. I'm gonna do both. Fuck it. Can I? It's like a it's like when you eat chips, you know? And they're stuck together. Still counts. <laughs> Describe your genitals in in food terms. Um It's like two snowballs, like the po those popcorn balls, followed by a bazooka bubblegum. Sure, why not? That's a. Meanwhile, back in Asia, uh, we're all we're all in this together. Meanwhile, back in Asia. And the more we can connect to one another, the more we can live free. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. Jeremy Demery. Meanwhile, back in Asia, this microphone is going to infect everyone with coronavirus. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's going to try see what comes out of the hell hat. All the way from Boston, clap your hands together for Casey McNeil! Well, I didn't know the world, I told the boss I was sick, God, Hey, everybody, how's it going? I, uh, I want to begin with this uh, announcement. I, I went to the doctor, and I am 100% cancer-free. Thank you very much. Let's see, how long has it been? I'm 59 years old, so it's 59 years, cancer-free. <laughs> that stuff sounds terrible. I don't want any, any of that. You know, you talked about that, you know, meanwhile in, in China. I do want to get this out of the way, too. A lot of, uh, lot of talk, a lot of worry, a lot of concern going around the world about that coronavirus and stuff. So I just want to make sure before I go any further that you're all up to date on your vaccine for racism. Because you're going to be needing that. Okay, so this is I'm terrible at this game, first of all. And as an OCD guy, reaching into an odd-shaped object like this is not my favorite thing. Okay, we're going to... Ah! Okay, so what do I got here? All right, first one. And it's just the old man glasses. The last thing I Googled... The last thing that I Googled... Let's look at it and find out. <laughs> should be a history, right? I never delete them. I should probably be doing that too, huh? Oh. All right, so I'm going to go in here to. All right, so I searched um, Stingray Motorcycle Gang. Was oh. the last thing? Yes. And uh, I'll tell you the backstory in this. Last night I did a show in Hayward. And uh, Sean Boyles was the head headliner on that. Are you guys, any local guys know Sean? And Sean has like, he's like leather jacket, Slayer patch on the side, you know, without the sleeves and all that stuff. He's got the long dreads and, and that sort of thing. Uh, 
And so he said today somebody said that he that uh, they thought he was a stingray. And he said, yeah, me either. And so I was looking up stingray gang because I thought he was going to be, you know, mentioned in that. So that was, in fact, the last thing I Googled. What was the last thing that you Googled? I'd rather do a joke on that. Oh, probably so. Yeah, probably so. Well, I, I tell you what. Oh, we'll just, I'm just gonna pull another one. Let's let's just see if I. I'll keep digging. Don't worry. If you if you don't like any of these, I'll keep going until uh, you hate it. Um, okay. Weirdest thing I've ever said after sex. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Weirdest thing I've ever said after sex. You smell different when you're awake. Is that? Um. That was the question, right? I didn't know I was supposed to bring my fucking tight five to this. I was just like, okay, so here we go. Let's see, uh, what do we have next? The worst thing you ever had to put in my mouth? Oh, my foot. Um, okay, let's see what else I got here. Uh, how many is too many cats? Hmm, let's see, too many cats. I know, so a lot of people don't like, who's, where's the cat people? People like cats. Where's the dog people? Dog people, yeah. I like cats. You get more distance out of them. Oh, no. I okay, I'm, I'll go for the joke any way I can get it. No, I love cats. I think that cats are great. I think that cats have the attitude about life that I have. About You know, it's just like, fuck off. Make sure I can eat something. Give me water and fuck off again. You know, and that's, I'm pretty much... All, all set with cats. I love cats. I think that they're great. I'm actually a ma I'm actually a member of what's called the He-Man Cat Lovers Group on Facebook. Thank you. Okay, so uh, does government <laughs> does government make society better? Is the question. Uh, not this government. I guess. No, I I keep worrying about this government that we have now. I keep wondering if all this stuff is going to turn out to be the Mandela effect. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Like, you guys know what that is? This false. I hope I'm going to wake up someday and go, hey, you guys remember when Trump was president? It never happened, bro. No, no, remember? He ran. We thought it was a joke. Then he won. Then he fucked everything up. Then we tried to get rid of him. Then we couldn't. Ah, it never happened. Never happened. You guys know what the Mandela effect is, right? It's the false memory. You guys know what it's based on? Oh, it's called what? Redcon? Oh, that's cool. I like that. You're, you're the resident expert. So let's, okay, so let's talk about it for a second. No, so listen, well, okay, so let's tell everybody so they understand the origin of the Mandela effect is that people believe that Nelson Mandela actually died in, in the 90s and that they that, that, that there's a memory that tons and tons of people have that he died. And, of course, he didn't die in the 90s, but there's conspiracy theorists that believe that, like, they built a time machine and went back in time to stop all that from happening. Now, you know what some of the other ones are? Yeah, there's another one. Okay, there's there is the uh, Sinbad movie. Did you guys hear about this? That Sinbad made a genie movie in the nineties. No, no, he did not. No. Okay, so, so if you so now wait a second. So if the conspiracy theorists are right, you mean to tell me that Sinbad made a movie that was so fucking bad it killed Nelson Mandela, and they had to build a time machine to go back and stop him? Okay, that's my Mandela effect joke. Yay! All right, so let's see what else I'll pull out of here. Um, why you want to move to Mexico, Trump? Uh, 
Last poll for me is going to be this uh, least profound, <laughs> the least profound religious experience. The least profound religious experience. Oh my! God. I'm not doing that one. That's my last <laughs> poll. I'm going to do. I don't think I can think of it. They have never been super profound for me. What? Oh yeah, I think so. What? Do you There's like zillions of these things. Okay. Uh, the best lie on my taxes that I work. <laughs> Thanks. My name's Casey. Thanks a lot, you guys. Casey McNeil. He also loves Diet Dr. Pepper. Yay! Which is probably the deli most delicious of all the diet drinks. It absolutely is. Diet Coke. Just, um, you're young. Uh, do you drink a lot of Diet Coke? You know what? You have to be careful. I used to drink like six Diet Cokes a day. This isn't funny. This is just like trying to help the youth. I used to drink six Diet Cokes a day in my entire 20s, and I attribute all of my kidney stones to my rampant Diet Coke usage. And I don't drink Diet Coke anymore because I'm 45 and I want to live, baby. Uh, but I kidney stones, Diet Coke, be careful. Uh, I know. I ah, know they don't tell you. They don't tell you that aspartame is the devil. Ah! We're all going to die. Your next comedian, he's not going to die. He's a great comedian out of Portland, Oregon. He's super funny. Let's see what he does with the hat. Put your hands together for Thomas Lundy. She's fast oh, hello. Thank you all. Can I just say, I love and also fucking that introduction that you just gave me. You're like, ah, it's Thomas Lundy. He's your next comedian. He's not going to die. And I just did a bunch of mushrooms. So I was like... Before I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, no, no, no. But I am going to die, dude. Fuck, dude. I'm really good. No, it's fine. Like, I did, and anytime I do a drug, it, like, taps into the Capricorn energy that I have in me that, like, needs to fucking be in control of anything. So I do drugs, all of them, skeptically. Like, very skeptically, like, I don't think they're going to work. I'm like, uh, what is this? Marijuana? Give me that here, <laughs> right? Like, no, it's not working, right? I'll figure this out myself. And No, it is working. This is a time trial now. We're going to see how long that I can last on stage like this. It's great, you know? It's phenomenal. Wait. Am I, um, is my, well I was, I did a show earlier and my fucking zipper was down the whole time. So hopefully I'm correct, right? <laughs> hopefully my body is correct. Right. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, you look like you just escaped. <laughs> I was going to say, like, at first I was going to be like, you like you just moved out of your parents' house, but your parents' house. <laughs> All right. God damn! Now I have to do my own material. It sucks. Oh no no no! That's right. It's we'll see. No no no. Here's the thing. I wanna. I wanna pull from this, but there's been so many. Like on, the, I wanna be like an ally. I wanna be like. No, there's a lot of premises on the ground, and they're all valid, and <laughs> I'm sure they're all great premises. Like they're not all, they're not, they're not done just because someone threw them 
on the ground like this. Let's see. It's not about me. Which religion is the dumbest? Oh, holy shit. So you may not know this about me, but <laughs> I got a philosophy degree, so I can tell you they all suck. <laughs> they're all they're all terrible. Like every religion was like some old white dude trying to get to the same conclusion, and the conclusion is like, damn, dude, like maybe we should just chill out. <laughs> and it was like, but wait, but wait, but wait, what if I like wrote a book first? <laughs> and because like <laughs> there were fucking old people, they were like, yeah, that's good. You should write the book, and then we'll solidify that. No. And thank you. Fuck. That's a that's a valid premise. I don't want it to just Yeah. Pinching people. It was something about pinching people. Ask someone an uncomfortable question. Well, I mean, like, unfortunately, I feel like I already did the uncomfortable thing with you. I was like, you, you're younger than me. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I'm like, that's the level of stand-up comedy that I've unlocked. It's like, you can do that now. You just find people who look younger than you. You can assault them. And that's jokes. You're like, ah, it's comedy, right? Ah, fuck it. Drink tickets. Uh, what was an uncomfortable question for you, sir? Ah, now I have to come up with a question, right? <laughs> there is. All right. I'm going to ask you. Um, where the fuck did you get those shoes? Like, I feel like. That's not a real website, okay? <laughs> I feel like that was one of those, do you buy things off Instagram? No? I buy things off Instagram, and I feel like it's because I'm, I'm so dumb. Like, Instagram knows how to get me. Like, I'm already, like, I'm already halfway open. I'm, like, looking at pictures of attractive people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, there's shoes here. These people would think that I'm cool if I bought these shoes, absolutely. And they're like, Thomas, buy the T-shirt. And I'm like, yeah, dude, definitely. I'm going to buy that T-shirt. And then it shows up to your house like four days later like a fucking, I don't know. What is something that you order? See, this is not the good part, Kim, right? This is like I'm trying to write. I'm trying to write on stage. No, it's okay. It's okay. Are you happy with your body? Holy shit. Who <laughs> wrote these? Uh, am, I ha am I happy with my body? Yes, unfortunately. Like, And that's like the worst part about it. It's like the fact that I am happy with how I look as a person that I always feel like I'm like, yeah, but for how long? <laughs> yeah, you know? And like it's got this weird thing in my head where I'm like, keep going though, <laughs> right? I'm like, you should do more push-ups because like one day I'm not going to have this body. I'm just going to be a burst of energy 
floating through the cosmos without a body. And it'd be like, did I do enough sit-ups though? Like, you know, was I hot? <laughs> I don't know. There's no last pull. Oh God, this is so much fun. Why am I getting all these fucking Socrates level questions? <laughs> what is your greatest regret? <laughs> oh my God. My greatest regret is probably going to have to be that I didn't appreciate it enough. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> I had to stop myself. Be like, don't, don't take it there. You know, but no, for real, it's gonna be that like I didn't appreciate these moments because like you you get to whatever the ending is and you'd be like, damn, I like had this idea of a life that was gonna be fun and I was going to enjoy being a comedian, and then you were always so fucking focused on like what's the next thing that I'm doing. I have to like make sure that I'm like being a good comedian and you won't realize that like when you get to the end you'll be like no dog you were always doing it like the fun was right there you had to just fucking stop taking mushrooms right yeah. <laughs> all right thank you guys it was fun thomas lundy cosmonaut yeah they're uh, besting the hell hat, getting all the philosophical questions. Absolutely amazing. Uh, your next comedian, uh, a favorite out of Portland. Clap your hands together for Cam Strong. How you doing? It's nice to be here. Um, I'm high on life, I guess, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, let's have a moment. Deep breath, everyone. <sighs> Release. All right. Let's fucking um, start experiencing. <laughs> um, hmm. The officer knocks on your window. You roll it down. And he says, what you been drinking? And you're like, hey, I know my rights, sir. And he's like, uh, all right. And he drives away. And then you're like just home and you just go to sleep. Okay. Congratulations, everyone. I've been wanting to tell you that. Um, what you all get is uh, you get me, I guess. Um, and I know you weren't expecting me, right? Like, that just is a thing that happened. It was a coordinated effort that, you know. You ever been upset that you aren't better like that, you know? I think you're fantastic. I'm not upset with you. I think you're all perfect. And I wouldn't change a thing about you. Make you a little taller, I guess. I don't know. I know. I, it's like totally like, I always just lurch into it, you know, and it's, 
adds to the general uncomfort of the room. Okay, cool. Dogs! What about them? What I always like about dogs is, um, you know, whenever a dog likes you, you know it's pure. Because I, I think even dogs could just see that, like, you know, um, what's a famous serial killer? Dahmer, you know? A, dom a dog could see something good in Dahmer. And I think that's really nice. <laughs> and that's just the quality thing that dogs are, you know? Because when I look at Dahmer, I see, like, a, a horrible, evil person. A dog looks at Dahmer, he's like, hey, maybe that guy has bacon or something, you know? <laughs> I think dogs li really live in a, s like, a, you know, they don't really can care about mass terrorism. And I... That's an interesting trait with a thing. <laughs> Genocide, I, I <laughs> like a steak in the side. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I once, um, my sister's journal I didn't realize how good of a writer she was, and so erotic, you know. <laughs> it was like, you know, you just do it for the, like, just like you're a brother, you know, you just want to get in her shit, but then you're thumbing through it, and you're like, damn, my sister can really phrase up some tits. They, it's like I'm there. It's like I'm the quarterback of the football team and holding my sister as we make out her sinewy Flap, and they're my lips. We have the same lips. Sinewy lips. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> Sinewy. Sinewy. Sinewy later. It was a, um, God, Hawaii. Himalayans? I, I forget. You know, you see so many sunsets, it's all kind of like uh, melt. You know? Seen a lot of sunsets. And I'll say it, some are better than others. I was like, I was like moved in Hawaii, you know, watching the dolphins flap around and the sun's falling. And I was like, that's good. But then I saw a sunset in Tibet. And I was like, God, that put the sh that put the fucking Hawaiian that piece of shit Hawaiian sunset sucked. Now this Tibetan one, wow. Now I, I'm gonna give to charity. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think eventually we're just going to get back into slavery soon. And I think that's, like, you're going to be able to sign up for it. And you're just going to be able to sell your time. You're just going to be able to, like, okay, I'll, you know, whatever. It just fucking, here, take my arm, and they'll give you $500. And then that's going to be just the general economy. Okay. <laughs> um, so my card says, I wish I called the cops on. And that made me think that I was like a third baseman. And um, 
the cops had just hit like a, a ground r- double and i'm like no you guys can make it to third and like all the cops are on sometimes i think i try too hard to like make something fun with these and i could f- really feel it tank and um <laughs> 